Salutations, Packer Pelicans, and welcome to the third episode of our podcast, The Woman of Color Experience. We are your hosts, Kayla Johnson and Amaya Joseph, and today we are joined with a very special guest, Gianna. Hi, um, I'm a sophomore. Pronouns are she, her, and I'm Latina. And in today's episode, we wanted to talk about mental health and how our experiences dealing with it are different due to being a woman of color. So let's get started. Um, So I was very interested in like figuring out how remote learning has affected your mental health and kind of how you cope with that as a woman of color and just like what you're doing to, you know, reconcile with everything that's going on. Um, for me, it's just been like thing. The whole process of just like through a bunch of Zoom classes, just to like stamp Peter some more, do homework. Yeah, gotten really tiring, really tedious. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like personally, I don't know how I feel. And I know like remote learning is for the best and it's for like the safety of everyone else. But also I just feel like um, staying inside is also having a negative effect on my health. And I think when we think of the pandemic, we're only thinking about the physical aspect, but there's so much that goes into like the mental part of being in a pandemic and like everything that has been happening just within the year in general. And I feel like it's hard because I'm grateful that I'm given the opportunity to like, <clears throat> sorry, stay safe and like keep others safe. But also it's just like, like you said, like staring at a computer screen all the time and just feeling like I don't have enough time to prioritize myself is just really hard for me to deal with, especially considering everything that, <clears throat> sorry again, has been going on. Like, like there's so many things that I just have to be aware of. And like all of my identifiers are constantly in question in society and I just feel like it's a lot to take in at once. I mean I mean this in the nicest way possible that I could get this point across. But I definitely feel like like our community, um, and that can mean many things. It can mean like like for me, like the black community or the women community or just the Packer community, I feel like a lot of people aren't being considerate of what's happening right now. Um, like I feel like people understand what's happening, but they're not really taking into like, they're not taking the steps to actually work on fixing yes. that, especially with like mental health. I feel yeah. like, like I'm happy that teachers are acknowledging it. I feel like last year as a freshman, that wasn't something they talked about. You know, it was like, we know it's a thing, but we don't have to talk about it. Um, And it's nice that they're talking about it now, but, like, again, there's no actual steps being taken. And I think it doesn't help because with remote learning, you know, I mean, for some students, you know, you can wake up exactly at 8.59 and join the class. For some students, I have to wake up earlier and, like, do their hair. Like, I have to. I wake up at, like, 8.30 or, like, if I have advisory, I have to wake up at, like, 8 to just like get ready and from that time to about 3:20 if I don't have a meeting 
you know, after school or some type of Zoom event after school, I'm on my laptop. And I don't get a time to rest. I don't get a time where I can turn off my laptop and be like, I need to breathe. I don't get a second to be like, I don't want to participate today. Or I don't feel like, you know, like really paying attention to the class today. I feel like we don't get that privilege, which it's like we go to such a prestigious school. So you kind of feel like you think they would understand, but it's like I'm not getting that. And that has taken such a big toll on my mental health especially starting now because I think during the summer it was easier to deal with it like I had all that free time but like now I have no time to really focus on myself like it's always school I completely agree and I feel like as we approach like the end of the physical year and like also like the end of the semester I think we're approaching the end of the semester well we just finished the end of the quarter like as like school is starting to pick up the pace like even more i feel like it's a lot harder to just say like hey i need a break and like we're about to go on thanksgiving break and then it's like almost immediately after it's christmas break so the work is picking up in speed and i feel like i often feel like i neglect myself because it's just like you don't have time to 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 stop and to just be like okay i need to take a breather like you don't have time to do any of that because regardless of how you want to look at it high school is a competitive like place to be and you're in constant competition with yourself and others to reach the ultimate goal of going to college and i feel like that's really hard especially like through zoom and you're just you don't get the same connection with other people that may have motivated you before so it's just like a lot and i feel like people acknowledge it but they don't understand the gravity of like how difficult it is especially for like a growing teenage woman to handle herself yeah and also it's it's the workload and on top of that it's what we're learning at school um i don't know if it's just me but i feel like we've been talking about like the same three things in all of our classes just like identity racism and then like some random other stuff and it is by no means is it not important it is incredibly important um, but it does get to be a lot at times, especially like for people of color, because it feels like you always have to be the one to like drive the conversation or like people look to you to like have that conversation. And it can get very mentally taxing at times. Um, and it's also just like we're teenagers, we get bored of talking about the same things over and over again. Yeah. I just think like it's like it's mentally tiring um and i think it doesn't help because obviously with i mean they talk about like mental health and racism and like um i don't know like i don't know if i say the word i'm not gonna say the word because there might be some people who don't want to hear it but you know we talk about like really sensitive topics and they pertain to you know certain groups and they turn to us and to basically like make us be vulnerable and put ourselves out there in order to have a conversation and like for people who don't identify with those identities to talk about it so casually like it's like I mean it is a it is kind of a casual thing it happens like all the time and like you don't even know but to basically talk about it like it's not a big deal or it doesn't affect them that much is also like 
mentally tiring and I think what doesn't help either is because I mean obviously for me like as a woman of color when they say like you have sources you can go to I feel like the sources are just really white like there's no space for me to feel comfortable um and I, I actually stated this like before we started filming but like it's I feel almost embarrassed I think that's the word to have to share my experience as a like you know as a woman of color who is also like queer and the like my identities plus remote learning and how that's taking a toll on my mental health and having to explain that to like you know a counselor or a teacher who's like cis straight and white like I feel like they wouldn't get me on a personal level and I just feel like they're like oh like I feel bad for you but it's like you're not actually doing anything I don't find comfort in that so I feel like all this stuff is like bottled inside of me and it's like it's really tiring to have all the have all those emotions inside of you and no one being like considerate of it if that makes sense yeah yeah I agree I feel like especially like we are living in a time where like social media and technology is like on the rise and everyone needs like social media to stay connected and I feel like we're constantly, as women of color, we're constantly fed these images of, like, empowered and strong women who don't need any support. And they're like, you can do it. We are about to have a black female vice president. So there is no excuse. Just just do what needs to be done. And it's like, yes, that's beautiful to be shown constantly. But also when I'm in a position where I just feel like I need a different type of support it's not the most helpful like I feel like personally I feel like I'm constantly expected to be the best version of myself and I need to 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 I guess I don't know combat the master narrative that all black women are just or all black people are lazy and they just are I don't know like I feel like I constantly have to push myself to be better to prove myself to other people and that's so detrimental to my mental health because it's not fair that I have to carry the burden of impressing everyone else. Like, hey, like, I I don't fit the stereotype. Like, this is not, this narrative, this limited narrative is not all true. I just, I don't know. I just feel like you're constantly given this idea that you need to be perfect as a woman of color because you constantly, as a woman and then as a person of color, you have to prove yourself. When in reality, like, we feel the same exact way as everyone else, but I feel like we're not taken as seriously because we're expected to be, like, these incredible, like, strong superheroes, and that's not at all the case. Yeah, and, like, for me, um, I'm not Black, but I can't really, like, speak to some of the things you guys are talking about, but for me, a lot of it stems from the fact that, like, I come from a family of immigrants and just like immigrant culture is so like heavily based on like having a quote unquote better life um, or just like better life than what you had before. So like a lot of the time it's like keeping quiet, getting your work done, you know, being as perfect as possible. and at times it's very motivating it's like you know I want to do better for myself for my family whatever and then sometimes it's just like right now I need to like not be perfect I need to like 
deal with stuff um and it's just it becomes a lot at times yeah i get that i mean i come from both both backgrounds because i am a black woman but i also do have immigrants in my family and it doesn't help because they're caribbean immigrants which is like that whole like uh like per like that kid that needs to be perfect and i feel like what comes with that and also just the stereotype that black women are like strong all the time and like are so fierce and independent and it's like you know it's good to hear that because sometimes i need that um boost but to basically force that role on me like all the time and it's like i basically don't have time to be human and to like have negative emotions or to feel down that doesn't help um and i and i also feel like amongst like people of color i can't exactly speak for the latinx community but like i definitely know like with the black community there seems to be this like like idea where like mental health is not important um like i mean i remember when i was in middle school and like my mental health was really bad and i wanted to go to therapy it was kind of like questioned like who goes to therapy like i remember talking to my peers or like people on social media and they're like you're black and you go to therapy like that's i've never heard of that that didn't help either um and i feel like people need to to stop with that mindset that like women are so like like women of color are so fierce and strong all the time because like people are allowed to have weak moments that's what makes us human basically saying that we have to feel these strong heroes all the time is a form of dehumanizing us which again doesn't like help us grow whatsoever yeah i've definitely like felt that whole like you're a person of color and you go to therapy thing i feel like like if you ever bring that up in front of like a bunch of people of color they're like oh that's a white people thing like we don't do that it's just like under the right under the right circumstances therapy is very helpful or at least for me in my opinion because also we just need to that stuff sometimes and sometimes it's not even just like therapy therapy per se it's just like a therapeutic experience is nice yeah i agree i think i don't know i feel like oftentimes i feel i feel like i want to like just just break the expectation of just always being okay but then i just know that or I feel as though if I were to do that it would break people's like view of me because I feel like oftentimes in order to be taken seriously in a professional setting women of color have to work twice as hard to prove themselves and establish some sort of reputation and then when that reputation is at stake I feel like personally I just shut down and it's like okay I there are two ways this could go either everyone is supportive or people are like yeah i knew she wasn't going to be able to handle it like this is too much for her and i just feel like i constantly want to do better um than what people expect of me because you're only i feel like i don't know to be able to attend packer is such a like wonderful opportunity and i don't want to mess that up and like have my mental health quote-unquote ruin the opportunity that i was given and i think like with 
getting help, you first have to admit that you feel weak and vulnerable. And that's just not something that I feel comfortable doing because there's such a negative connotation with needing like extra support or going out of your way. And then also, I just feel like for a lot of people, they're not, not to generalize, but a lot of people are unfortunate enough to go to therapists, to have the means to get a therapist, get certain help. So then they rely on like self-diagnosis. But then there's this whole thing like, oh, well, that's not real because you didn't go to a doctor to do it. But oftentimes I feel like we don't consider that not everyone has the means or not everyone is fortunate enough to like get the professional help that they might need. So I don't know. I just feel like it's really tricky when dealing with mental health because it's like there are so many moving parts that it's just hard to navigate by yourself. But because of that fear of like being embarrassed, no one wants to work together in order to navigate such a such a difficult topic. I definitely think like it's hard because I feel like no matter what um, space I'm in, I would always feel uncomfortable addressing my mental health to my peers and just to the community as a whole but I think it's harder with Packer um I mean I feel like as a woman of color like as you said Kayla like I'm always trying 10 times harder to to reach their level um no matter what it is if it's like like extracurricular activities sports um academics I feel like I'm always trying hard um and then to show them that weak side of me just feels like it feels embarrassing and I and I don't want them to see that um so like that just that takes a really big toll on me and like yes there's also people that don't have the resources to go to therapy or go to a professional and get diagnosed or get the help that they need and I also think people need to take that into consideration I feel like a lot of times like people don't think about that um which is also hard, which is why, like, you know, some people would keep their emotions in because they're concerned about, um, like, I don't have the money to actually take care of myself. Um, or I don't have the privilege to be able to take care of myself. So I'm just not going to. Um, which isn't, like, a healthy mindset, but, like, it's really, it's really hard not to think like that. So yeah the whole like idea of privilege i feel like it it gets very frustrating at times because like mental health shouldn't be a privilege you know it's not one of those things the same way with like basic health care and even that's still being disputed like mental health should be a basic like health thing that we all get and it's very frustrating to me that like so many just because of the way that like our um, health system works, it is usually people of color, low-income people of color that don't get um, access to mental health. And it, it, that further adds to the whole like, therapy is the white people thing. That just further adds to it. And it like ends up creating this cycle where kids of color aren't receiving the proper mental health care that they might need and that further just that just like makes like so many other problems get even worse um yeah it's just a bit frustrating to me i agree and i also feel like the lack of representation and like 
I don't know. I feel like often we try to like hide our vulnerabilities from each other, which is a normal thing. Like you don't want people to see you when you're weak or when you're most vulnerable. But I also feel like if there were more representation in like mental health for like people of color, it would be a lot easier for people of color to admit that they need help. Because if you don't see people who look like you seeking help and offering help, then you're not going to feel comfortable admitting that you may need some type of assistance. But if you were to see people who look like you, who identify with you, who understand what it's like to have parents like you and live like you, then I feel like it would be a lot more comfortable and just like easier to handle. But because oftentimes like we view, like you said, therapy as a quote unquote white people thing, we're just like, well, I don't want people to see me as less of my race or less of my ethnicity because I'm seeking mental health. So I'm just not going to seek it at all. And maybe that'll like help my chances of like fitting in with my minority group. I think it's not just like, um, just like seeing people that identify with you getting the help or giving the help. I think it's also just like the reasons why they need help. I feel like a lot of times when people talk about why someone's mental health will be bad, they'll be like, oh, you know, they're stressed from school and family and friends. Um, or even when, like, the Black Lives Matter movement um, was happening and even some of the stuff now, like, with COVID and then there's other movements happening in a bunch of different countries, like, um, in Nigeria, Cambodia, the Philippines, um, in all those places and that is like that's stressful because there are kids that are from those places and they have to endure that and i feel like no one ever mentions that i mean when they do bring it up they bring it up from the perspective as if i don't identify it i have to see it and it's bringing me down not i identify with it these are my people who are getting hurt these are my people that are being affected and i can't do anything and i just have to sit there and watch and i think it hurt even more going to packer because i feel like I mean, we said this in the first episode about, like, the whole going to private school and how people would perceive you as white because, like, private schools is, like, a white thing and not a thing for people of color. But it, like, it doesn't help, like, when you see, like, all these groups and all these people who are less fortunate and you're like, but I'm privileged and fortunate enough to have this experience. And I, like, that can bring somebody down more. And I feel like no one really like bring that up it's almost like is the reason why I feel this way even like valid is it a good like excuse I don't know if, if <laughs> I don't know if excuse is the right word but that's the word I'm gonna use because I can't think of another one but yeah I feel like I feel like sometimes when like I'm guess I'm just gonna say teachers because like you know they're usually the people that bring this up i feel like the best thing they can do is when they bring up the fact that like people are having mental health issues and like they're feeling stressed or like anxious or like you know signs of depression you don't just like lightly tap over you know people of color women of color in our issues because they exist like they exist and you can't ignore it because they impact students you teach and how that impacts them affects how they take in your work so i agree um i think also with that comes like our future because i know a lot of my problems personally are like my concerns or my fears stem from wanting to be successful and wanting to be like 
this huge success story. And I think I push myself a lot harder and then I neglect my mental health because I want to be such a notable figure. And I just want to make my family proud and like make everyone around me proud. So I don't take mental health days, even though I may really need it. Or I just feel really ashamed when I sleep instead of doing my homework, even though I'm extremely tired. And I just feel like oftentimes children of color strive to make their families proud and like give their parents the life that they've always wanted and like the life that they set up for them. So they they don't take the precautionary measures to like make sure that they're okay. Because how am I supposed to be successful if I'm not feeling like okay like if i'm not okay how do i expect myself in the future to be okay if i'm not coping and like taking care of myself now it's just not a good mix to keep pushing myself keep pushing myself and not take those breaks so i feel like there's a sense of guilt that comes with like not taking breaks and i feel like that's just that's a part of like poc culture i guess like always working hard and always trying to prove yourself but also like that contributes at least for me to like my stress and my anxieties and my fears yeah i feel like it's a very like that's just like a big part of being a kid of color we tend to take on a lot a lot more than we can handle sometimes and it it causes a lot of burnout very quickly um and either we don't know how to reach out for help or we don't feel comfortable reaching out for help or we feel like we don't deserve it because you know like or at least for me one of my biggest things sometimes is like I'm like privileged enough you know I go to I go to Packer um I live in New York I live in the United States like that is a big privilege in and of itself um so like sometimes I feel like am I really like am I just being dramatic I start doubting myself and like I've I just it that's not healthy because at the end of the day if I'm feeling a type of way there's a reason I'm feeling that way and yeah yeah I get that I mean I mean I I definitely know like a lot during my childhood I neglected those like really dark moments because I mean one like as I said before like mental health wasn't really something that was like talked about in the black community um, so I didn't really understand, like, what it was and exactly what I was feeling at the moment, but, like, I mean, even now, sometimes when I look back at it, I definitely could tell that, like, like, I needed someone to talk to, I just, like, like, my mental health wasn't good, but I think I prioritized everyone's feelings over mine, um, because I didn't want to be that one person that just, like, kept on complaining and kept on saying they were sad or depressed or they weren't feeling well, um because like i wanted to be that like perfect star kid for my parents and i just felt like i like i do not have the right to complain like they've given me so much and they've done so much for me so for me to go out of my way and say i wasn't feeling good mentally was just like selfish which i don't don't know i feel like the younger generation needs to have a more open understanding of that i feel like a lot of people when they're teaching mental health i know this is kind of going off track but i just thought of this sorry but a lot of people when they teach mental health they usually teach it around like like junior high 
or early in high school and I feel like that needs to be something that even younger kids need to hear about because it it helps them understand their emotions and I definitely think with you know kids of color and for women of color because obviously like people always give women these roles that we have to be strong and like and powerful and we can never have weak moments um and basically like tell them tell the the youth that we are allowed to feel that way and that there's nothing wrong with us and that like that feeling is what makes us human um because it took a lot of bad experiences for me to realize that and I could have I mean it did help me in the end but I could have went through life without having to go through that (laughs) like I could have lived without having to experience that if someone had told me that if I was educated on that and I I just think that's so like it's so important like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's like I'm really enthusiastic about it now (laughs) (laughs) I just I don't know to Gianna's point about burnout I feel like for me it happens a lot faster um when I don't acknowledge it or when I try to ignore it and it's just like you I feel like there's I just have to keep going and I feel like I'm running on this track and it's just like I'm running on a treadmill and I don't know how to work the treadmill and it's just like I don't know where the slowdown button is like I just have to keep running and maybe if I run a little bit faster like then the treadmill will stop but it's just I'm pushing myself further and further and further and I'm neglecting my mental health and I feel like even though like like school just gets really overwhelming at times I feel like teachers are somewhat understanding of like the position that you're in but also I just feel like it goes beyond school and it's like a societal issue like I look around and I hear like all of these heartbreaking stories about like things that are happening in my community and then like it's just like I have to cope with that but then I also have math homework due at 11 59 and it's just like it's a balance that is difficult to find but I think once you find that rhythm it's okay but we don't talk about the process to getting into that rhythm we don't talk about like the times where you're doing really well and then all of a sudden it's just like a plateau or we don't talk about anything like we don't talk about the steps that we have to take in order to have a really good mental health we just either talk about like being really really happy and like organized and all together and then we talk about the low but we don't talk about the process in between and I feel like a lot of people identify with like that middle ground like the the meeting point the midpoint between the two like we're not always going to be a hundred percent put together we're not always going to be a hundred percent down but I feel like ignoring that that middle ground exists and what is what makes like talking about mental health so isolating because it's just like well now what like when I'm in school, we don't talk about how this feels. We just talk about these two very contrasting ideas, and we never talk about how those two blend. So I think it's just important to keep in mind. <laughs> um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's all good. Um... <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess it's normal to try and keep a conversation as well. Um, but what I wanted to talk about, I mean, adding on to Kayla's point about, like, um, about basically how there's so many more things, like, similar to what we were talking about earlier, how, like, 
how you can be doing so well when you kind of like backtrack and back to her point about how she feels like she can't take mental health days um or she can't like skip a class because she isn't feeling well um i don't know i feel like i also feel like there's like this guilt that comes with it um it's just like similar to what i was talking about earlier like being privileged enough to come to school like this and for me to you know skip like um school days or not or like sleep and give an assignment sleep um because of my mental health i feel like i shouldn't i feel like i owe these teachers um and just the the packer community and honestly it took me a while to learn that i don't you know like i work to get yeah. here and yeah. i'm allowed to take that break for myself and to give myself that time to reflect and calm down and get myself together but the only the last step is just hoping that the other party is considerate enough of that and honestly i think that you know like our teachers are considerate enough to understand that um because even if they don't understand that we're struggling because of schoolwork or because of certain issues with our family that they have never gone through or they're not going through at the moment or issues with our friends that they've never gone through or aren't going through at the moment um or also just like certain racial um issues or issues like within people of our ethnicity they at least get you know one of the main things that everyone's getting right now which is covid covid has literally affected our lives in this in this huge way and like I feel like they would kind of understand that anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's difficult to talk about because there are so many contrasting feelings and you can't just like group one like group of people together like everyone's experience with mental health is different and I think before we like continue on it's important to acknowledge that because some people like their lows are different than other people's lows and i feel like often like when we talk about mental health i feel like we have to compete with other people not compete but like there's like this ideology like i'm struggling more but i feel like i don't know what i'm trying to get at i think like we we often try to like place ourselves like I feel like I get what you're talking about, how, like, there's a competition of, like, who has more issues going on yeah. and who's, like, worse with their mental health. I mean, I definitely, like, is that what you were saying? Yeah. No, yes. yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just feel like when we talk about mental health, it's just, like, I feel like, oh, you're not sad enough. And I feel like people don't realize that, like, having certain like mental health issues or just feeling a certain way is on a spectrum and there's no like formula to express how you feel and i think it's so hard to talk about because we never talk about it and i feel like it's so hard to find the words because we don't normalize having these conversations we kind of try to have like we talk about the preventative measures or like the reactive measures that we should take when we feel this way but regardless of what you do you're always going to have a low moment or you're always gonna like have a bad day and i think that's important to acknowledge because when we when 
there's this general idea that like there's this one way to be and there's only one way to be sad there's only one way to be scared there's only one way to express these emotions but it it looks different for different people and because we don't talk about that i feel like we don't take other people's like mental health as seriously as we take our own yeah and i feel like also like some of that comes from the fact like kind of what you were saying or that just people we don't talk enough about mental health for like other people or just like for all of us like truly know what it looks like because like every every two people can have the same health issues they can present the same and the reasons why that happens what the reason that they have that um illness or whatever it could be completely different and vice versa they could have the same things and it could present completely differently um and i feel like that's why like i feel like a lot of the conversation surrounding mental health is either like taken as a joke um which is also a problem in and of itself a lot of people make too many jokes about mental health um or we don't know how to talk about it because we don't know exactly what it looks like yeah i definitely i definitely think that people should not be taking mental health as a joke and i think it's really hard with our generation because a lot of people use jokes to kind of suppress that feeling and it's kind of led to i want to say the word trend but it's kind of led to you know large groups of people of different identities you know like going back to kayla's point trying to fight to have um the worst issues um and feeling the worst way and then making a joke out of it um Mm -hmm. like there are people who make jokes about um you know like how their mental health has been messed up because they have issues with their fathers or their mothers or with their siblings um or with their schools and they kind of make it like like it's some type of like joke and like it's lighthearted, which also makes certain people who like i guess like their mental health is like bad like something that's so foreign to them it's almost like they don't know how to deal with it and it kind of leaves them to have that same mindset like either oh this is not a big of a deal as like you know all these other people and like their problems or you know it leaves them to like joke about it like it's nothing and never actually confront the issue and like deal with it properly which is like it isn't healthy like i guess some people have coping mechanisms or ways to deal with it but i feel like trying to force the way you deal with it onto others is not how you do it you know like sometimes when i'm not feeling well like if i i mean i don't really like telling people about myself because i don't like being like vulnerable and i don't want to make people feel bad sometimes so you know sometimes i have like a tendency to joke and make like little comments but I'm not going to force anyone else to. If their way of coping is they need to, you know, spill what they're feeling to someone and they want to come to me, if they want me to be serious, I'll take them seriously. Like, people need to... I feel like like people who do have mental health issues also need to be considerate of other people and how they deal with that. Like, again, to Kayla's point, there's not, like how there's like not one way of being sad like there's not one way of being sad or upset or having mental health issues but there's also like not one way of dealing with it and there's not one way of coping with it so that's just as important for people to recognize
Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I think this is an important conversation to have. And I think it extends beyond um, just having it in a health class or talking about it briefly in history or an assembly. But yeah, I think this is a good place to start. And I think it's important that we extended this conversation onto our platform and just beyond the classroom setting because it's so easy to just turn on, oh yeah, like I want to take my mental health seriously. It's so easy to turn that mindset on for 45 minutes. And then like when class is over, it's just like, okay, back to my unhealthy coping mechanisms. Let me stop. I'm just kidding. But yeah. So thank you. That's all the time we have for today, folks. If you made it this far, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Women of Color Experience. And we want to give a special thanks to Gianna for coming on our show today. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, we want to leave you guys with this quote that we say every episode from Maya Angelou. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. We'll see you guys next episode. Bye. Okay, beautiful. Okay, I need to put.